You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 104. On today's episode, I'm talking about how to clear out your stuff when you either hate to declutter or just don't have time for a big old declutter sesh that turns your entire house upside down. If you've got more stuff than you'd like and not enough time, patience, or energy to deal with it, well, this one's for you. Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Well, hello, my wannabe minimalist friend, and welcome back to the show. If you're new, welcome. I hope you know that I am thrilled to have you. Life is busy and there are so many things competing for your time that I am honored that you choose to spend some of it with me. And so I will make sure to get you the information you need quickly so that you can take action and make lasting changes in your life. Today, I am looking at what to do when you want to get rid of stuff, but don't have the time, energy, or patience for a big cleanup or a big decluttering session. Look, I don't know about you, but if you're like me, this time of year is super busy. School is out or it's about to be, which means that there's a big change in schedule. And when that happens, it feels like everything gets turned upside down for a bit. Another challenge with school ending is that all of those projects your kids have been working on throughout the year, well, they get to leave their classrooms and come to your home. So right now we have a cardboard roller coaster and concession stand, a writing portfolio, art notebooks, and a cereal box covered wagon that are some new items that have come to live in my home for a short while before we figure out what to do with them. Now, maybe this sounds familiar, or maybe you're just ready to make a change in your home and you don't know where to start. Well, don't worry. The three things that I am going to tell you about today will help you get going and give you the energy to keep it up. But before we jump into it, I want to remind you that you can pick up the show notes for today's episode on my website at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 104. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 104. There you can also find some amazing free guides to help you on your journey toward a better life with less stuff, like my power purge guide that will help you declutter over 100 items in less than an hour, or my super popular French inspired capsule wardrobe guide that will show you how to create over 72 outfits from only 12 pieces of clothing. So make sure you check those out at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash 104. And with that out of the way, let's dive into how to get rid of your stuff without decluttering. The first thing you need to know about decluttering without decluttering is that it's all about systems and routines. So you can create the life you want by creating the habits that lead you toward that life. For instance, if you want to be an organized person, well, then you need to do things that an organized person does. That might sound like it makes sense, but honestly, I first learned about this idea in Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it suddenly clicked. It dawned on me that that makes sense, right? You can't do the things that you, that the kind of person you want to be wouldn't do and then expect to get the results that you want. So you have to do the things that the person you want to become would do in order to be like that person. 
For instance, a healthy person doesn't eat junk food all the time. So if you want to be healthy, you need to start by eating healthier foods. You can do simple swaps. You can think instead of French fries, I'm going to get the salad. Instead of potato chips, I'm going to eat a piece of fruit. Those kinds of things, these little swaps that you make to become the kind of person that you want to be. Or with the example of being organized, instead of putting your things down on the first surface you see, will you take a minute to put things away? Instead of putting the dirty dish on the counter, you're going to go ahead and put it in the dishwasher. Now, these small habits add up. So that's the idea we're working with here today. I'm going to talk about the three best systems that I have used to keep my home mostly clutter-free without having to do a big declutter. And so the first system I want to talk about is the declutter box. Or you might want to call it the declutter station in your house. So I love this method because it is very simple. There is practically no prep work required and it can become part of your everyday life. So how does a declutter box or a declutter station work? Well, it's pretty self-explanatory. You're going to take a box or commit one area of your home to be where you put those items that you are ready to declutter or let go of. So then as you just go about your daily life, if you notice that you've passed something up because you have a duplicate, well, you can get rid of the one that's not as nice and you can go put it right in that declutter box. If you decide that you're, you know, you used something and it just didn't work how you wanted it to, or it's broken or, you know, something's wrong with it, it goes right in the declutter box. If you just pull something out and you decide you don't like it, you're ready to part with it, goes in the declutter box. So, it's just a, a really easy way for you to have something on hand that you can just jump to right away and make those quick decisions so it doesn't become this big overwhelming task to try to declutter everything at once. It's an as it comes up thing. Then once that box gets full, you pack it up, you pop it in your car and you drop it off at the donation center when you are out and about. You put up another box. Once that one's filled, you load it up in your car and you drop it off. So it just becomes part of this daily routine and it just makes it much easier to declutter as you go around your house. And it, it, trust me guys, I use this all the time and it's really nice. So another plus for this system is that it encourages your family to get on board. You can simply explain to them what the box is for and then you can invite them to use it and put any item in there that they no longer want. Now, it sounds super easy. It sounds like it's too easy to work, but that's why it works, because there's no nagging. There's no spending a full day making a bigger mess, sorting through your stuff, dealing with all the emotions that come up, you know, that exhausted after effect when you've had like the whole day and you think, OK, just one more. OK, just one more box. OK, just one more thing. I mean, that it's really draining to do a full declutter. And so this way, it's just there. And it's as easy as putting things into the box when you decide they're no longer wanted, needed, or used for something. And it's always there to remind you that you can declutter and lighten your load whenever you're ready. Some days you're going to feel on fire and you are going to find a bunch of things that you can declutter and you're going to, it's just going to feel great. And you can put a ton of things in the box. Then there's going to be other days where you struggle a little bit. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep. Maybe something stressful is happening at work. Maybe your kids are going through a bunch of stuff and you're just like, okay, I can't really do it. And well, no worries. The box will still be sitting there and ready for you when you find something that you are ready to let go of. 
So that's my first system is the declutter box or the declutter area. Um, I like the box because it just keeps it really simple to pack it up and put it away. And if you have more than one um, floor in your house or your house is really big, I would recommend putting one, um, a box in each area that makes it easy for someone to access. So maybe you have one in your bedroom or in your closet. Maybe you have one right by the front door in the entry closet area. Maybe you have one upstairs um, or one down in the basement. It really is going to depend on your home, but make sure that you have them in easily accessible places so that when the mood strikes or when you find something to declutter, it's a no-brainer to just go put it in there so that you can get it out of your house. All right. The second system is the five-minute tidy up. Now, this one was a game changer for my family. So you know how at the end of the day, there's usually projects, toys, papers, and just stuff lying around from everyday life? Well, the five-minute tidy up is the perfect cure. So right now in my house, as I record this, my daughter and I started a crystal project. So she got a gift for her birthday to make crystals, and we have started the project. It takes a few hours to kind of get it set up, and then it's going to have to sit for 24 hours. So it's going to be in my house. It's going to be out. But... Right now, it's just sitting there and it's easy for me to let it go. And that's one of my favorite things about this system or this routine because it gives me permission to not be perfect. Yes, it would be great to put everything away when we're finished with it. It would be fabulous if your kids put the toy that they are playing with away before getting another one out. In a perfect world, we would not be rushing from one thing to another. We wouldn't get get interrupted before we finish something. You know, we would do the things that we tell ourselves we're supposed to do. But we do not live in a perfect world. And I do not always do things 100% right the first time. And that is why I love the five-minute tidy up so much. And if you've grabbed the Happier at Home guide or joined my Tidy Home Academy, then you know that I consistently tout this as one of my favorite ways to wake up to a clean home every day. We will be right back. And now, back to the show. So... Let me explain how this five-minute tidy works. Again, I think it's self-explanatory in the title, but just to make sure we're all on the same page. In our home, we do this, we try to do this at the same time every single day. So generally, we will do this um, between eating dinner and before we do something fun in the evening. So that is a time where you know, we have to clean up from dinner. So it's nice for one of the adults to clean up the dishes and, you know, we all clean the table together and then it's kind of a ready, set, go. We set our timer for five minutes and we kind of race around the house to see what we can do. So somebody, the adult that's doing the dishes is cleaning the kitchen and putting the food away and all that kind of stuff. The other adult is going around the house and kind of tidying up the home. And then our daughter is cleaning up her things from around the house. And What's so fun is you're racing not only against each other, but you're racing against the clock and you can make this really fun. And that's another great way to get your family on board because you can turn it into a friendly competition. So when the timer goes off, whoever has cleaned up the most can win a prize. Now, our favorite prizes are things like choosing the movie, the show or the game to play that evening, um, getting extra sprinkles or whipped cream on dessert, or maybe getting to stay up a few extra minutes um, if you have that luxury and it's summer, especially in the summertime. It's a great way to have a little extra um, you know, time together, and that can be a really good motivator to win and clean up the most. Now, you get to decide who wins, right? Whether it was whoever cleaned up the most items, whoever's area that they were cleaning um, looks the neatest, that kind of stuff. And if five minutes isn't enough, you can 
can raise it to 10. This is all very flexible. You can raise it to 15 if you need to. If you're just starting out, you might have to have a little bit of a, of a longer time. But as you get better and as people know where things go um, and they have homes to live in, then you can get down to this five minutes. And I promise it is fun and it goes quick. And just get creative with it. And just think about what's going to motivate your family to join in and race against that timer and against each other. Now, the reason this works so well for decluttering is that over time, your home will be tidier and it will be easier to see the stuff that you have, but you don't use. I mean, the whole point of decluttering is to have a tidier home anyway. So this gives you the benefit of that end result, which is going to encourage you to declutter the extra stuff. And in turn, it's going to make it easier to keep it clean. It's all about positive reinforcement. So these things kind of work hand in hand together. And to be honest, I would actually recommend that you do all three of these systems. I don't think if you do just one of them, it will uh, work as well as if you do all three. And again, they're not necessarily things I mean, the five minute tidy up is an everyday thing, but you don't necessarily have to do all three of them every day. And the third system or routine or habit to get into for decluttering when you don't want to do a big decluttering session is it actually starts before you actually bring anything into your home. And it's the idea that you need to have a place picked out in your home for any new purchases or acquisitions that you have before you actually bring them through the front door. So your home is a container just like a box uh, that you use to move and you put stuff into it. And then once it's filled up, you get a new box or like a shelf that you use to house your books and you, you know, fill up that bookshelf and then you either have to go to a different shelf or you have to get rid of some books. There is only so much space available in your home. And yes, there are tools, tricks and tips that you can use to organize your items so that you can use the space to the maximum. But at the end of the day, there really is only so much space you are going to come up to, you know, too, too much. It's finite. Unfortunately, it's just how it is. So before you bring anything new into your home, you need to make a decision to know where it's going to go or what it's going to replace and then follow through with that. So I'll give you some examples. If you need a new shirt, well then replace the one that you keep passing over because you don't like how it fits, how it feels, or if it looks worn and dated. If you inherit grandma's reading lamp and you love it, well then please keep it, but then donate the one that you already have so that the new one doesn't take up any more space. These are those kinds of things that you can replace. And it's often referred to as the one in one out method, but it can also be used for things that you don't actually plan to replace. So if you're buying a new piece of furniture or you see something that you fall in love with at the store, let's maybe a piece of art that you love or a vase or something, sorry, vase, vase, I don't know. Anyway, make sure that you know where it's going to live in your home. So if you need to declutter stuff in order to make it fit, then do that first. If you need to rearrange, then do that. If your home has an empty spot and you have found that perfect piece and you're adding it to your space, well then fantastic. You're going to feel wonderful every time you walk by and see it. Now the idea is to be intentional about those items that you bring into your home because as we all know, once it's in there, it is so much harder to get it out. So do yourself a favor and don't bring in things that are not a total 100% heck yes. You've lived so far without it. And so I want to remind you that you can continue to live without it for now. So if after a moment you have 
you know, you see something perfect in the store and you decide, well, I don't have anywhere that I want to put it. So go home, find the place for it, make room for it. And by make room, I mean, get stuff out. Don't just move stuff to the side and make space for it. Then when you bring it into your home, you will feel so much better about having it there. Okay. So those are my three systems, routines, and habits that I use to keep my clutter at bay without having to do a big, gigantic, all-encompassing declutter session. Yes, there is some decluttering involved. I'm sorry to say that you brought it in and so you're going to have to get it out. But if you implement these three things, you will be able to get a handle on your stuff and it will be less overwhelming. And with that, I want to turn it to you. Are you going to try these methods? Do you have any others that you'd like to add? Well, come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and share. I want to be there to cheer you on and help you get the home and life that you want. I know it's possible and I am here for you. And if you like this episode or found any episode to date helpful, please help me out and subscribe to the podcast or leave me a rating and review. I would really appreciate it. And speaking of reviews, I wanted to share this one that I got this last week. It comes from Cindy and she writes, It's our first time moving with a child, a toddler, so I knew I had to make it as simple as possible. We also live in San Diego by the beach, so don't have a ton of storage space. This podcast is amazing if you want to declutter and become a minimalist of any sort. Thank you so much, Cindy. I am thrilled to hear the show has helped you to make a very stressful life event like moving much better. And to those of you listening, I would just like to encourage you to, again, subscribe, rate uh, the show or review it. It helps me rank in different podcast lists and those rankings help sustain a podcaster like me and genuinely put a smile on my face. Of course, if there's anything you want me to talk about, you have a question about what I discuss, or you want me to go into more detail on something, please pass on your suggestions. Send them on to me. I am all ears. You can DM me on Instagram or you can email me at Deanna at wannabeclutterfree.com. I read all of my emails and I do my best to get back to you as quickly as possible. And finally, if you would like to learn more about my process for taking a messy home and turning it into the calm, peaceful, and clutter-free space that you want and deserve, or you need help taking action and implementing the things we chat about on the Wannabe Minimalist Show, well, head over to wannabeclutterfree.com. There are free downloads, online programs, and other resources to help you create the vibrant, happy, simple, and abundant life that you've been craving. That just about wraps it up for today's show. I hope this was not only helpful, but inspires you to take action and make a positive change in your life, no matter how small. Join me here next week for another guest episode. I'll be chatting with Kim Hancher about capsule wardrobes and recreating your style. After the funk of my COVID wardrobe and falling out of love with some of my past go-to outfits, Kim was the perfect guest to have on the show. I know you'll love it as much as I enjoyed chatting with her, so don't miss it. All right, have a fabulous day and I'll see you back here next week. I'm Deanna Yates and you've been listening to the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Cheers.